0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Jacob Robria with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. And we hope you join us for episode five this week as we get a woman's take on what it's like to be married or dating an outdoorsman and specifically a hunter as we head into the heart of hunting season. So stay tuned. We have a special guest in the house we're looking forward to speaking with. We think you'll enjoy it. This is Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. Hey guys, happy Tuesday evening. This is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, and I'd like to thank you for joining us this week. Uh, hopefully everybody got a chance to listen to last week's podcast. We had a special guest on board, Mr. Travis Laurent, and we discussed the uh, Bass Federation Nation qualifying tournament that we had last month in the Chaffalot Basin, and that was a very interesting show. So if you haven't caught that show yet, feel free to join us on any of our streaming platforms that Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors is on. Uh, anchor.fm, Spotify. For those of you who are on Spotify, you can catch our show on there. Uh, Apple Podcast, Overcast FM, uh, Pocket Cast. We'd like to thank all our sponsors that uh, stream our, our podcast here, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, and you can catch us on any of those particular platforms. So go out and catch that show. If you missed it from last week, I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. But this week we're shifting gears back to hunting and uh you know with the heart of hunting season getting into full stride coming up here quickly um i had something that uh, approached me and kind of struck me in the last couple of weeks i was talking to uh, a couple of friends out in public and we had a lady that was listening to us and she kind of butted into the conversation and she said oh god she said we we're you know we, we were a couple of guys talking about hunt season and You know, how we're preparing and we're getting ready. We're fired up and we're prepping for hunt season. And this lady overheard us. And she said, uh, she said, oh gosh, she said, you you know, you guys are hunters. She's like, I could never be married to a hunter. She said, that just occupies too much of y'all time up in my opinion. She said, I understand, uh, you know, how some guys get into it. But that's something that it's hard to be married to a hunter or an outdoorsman like that. And, And, you know, that got me thinking. And I said, you know what? I said, you always hear us talk about you know, what we love about hunting season and and some of the things that we look forward to heading into the season. But do you honestly ever hear a woman's take on it? You may hear it in private, but you don't necessarily hear just the general, you know, uh, interpretation of what a woman thinks as she's married to a hunter or maybe somebody looking to be married and you might be dating them right now. So what can you expect if you're marrying a hunter? And that's what this week's show is all about and I have a special guest in the house which could give us probably an expert opinion on the matter so I'd like to welcome to the show this week my wife Amy Roberry. and I figured hey this would be a great topic for us to discuss over our show and get a woman's take on what it's like to be married to a hunter because Lord knows you know since we've known each other I've hunted my whole life and when we got together you know, I, I, that was a, a hot topic. I remember that, us talking about that. So, without further ado, folks, I'd like to welcome my wife, Amy Robry, to the show. Baby, I appreciate you coming on with me today and uh, discussing this topic. No
1: problem. Hello,
0: everyone. So, you've been married, you and I have been married for 16 years now. That's right. And we dated for several years before that. Yes. And ever since I've been been knowing you I I pretty much hunted or fished and I know that's something that you were brought up in as a child so you know my father-in-law is a is a big outdoorsman my brother in law is a big outdoorsman and it's something that is in their blood they've done it for generations it was passed down uh, from generation to generation but you know on the other side of that we wouldn't be able to to do that type of stuff without the women in our lives that support us uh, and that, you know, uh, that we're married to, that we dated throughout, you know, our courtship. And I want to get, you know, your opinion of some of the memories that you had growing up with your, your dad being an outdoorsman. K- kind of fill me in on what you remember about that. Let's let's talk about that.
1: Um, I always remember my dad going hunting when I was little. Um, I especially remember him when he would arrive home, if he... If he drove in, if he backed in the truck, then that meant he had a deer, and then we would take pictures with the deer on the okay. back of the truck, with the chunk hanging out and the blood everywhere, and <laughs> okay. then I would watch him skin the deer with all his friends, and I thought that was the coolest thing.
0: You ever. thought it was the coolest thing.
1: I did when I was little. Now I think it's gross. But you
0: I mean, had me, at, you had me at sexy on the coolest thing. <laughs>
1: I did think it was cool when I was little, and I didn't know any different. Now that I think back, I'm sure most women didn't have that experience when they were little girls.
0: No. Well, and you know, a lot of people probably do, but you know, I think everybody has a different interpretation of how that works out. And what they remember, if it was a good thing or a bad thing. But, you know, your, your dad's probably a little bit different. They were in hunting clubs, I think it was, back then?
1: Yes, they were in LPG or, you know.
0: Yeah, LPG was a lucha based hunting club, right? Yeah. Lucha, Louisiana?
1: Before they, the management area took over, right.
0: Okay, so LPG now is what is Marpaul Swamp WMA, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so he, her father was basically one of the original members of a hunting club before it became... Maura Swamp and the state came in and bought it so several of you out there listening probably could relate to that some of you might have been members and for those of you who aren't familiar with Maura Swamp it's a, a WMA located in St. James Parish uh, right around the Lutcher Gramercy area um, we actually have a camp your family has a camp there um, which is been there for generations right
1: right on Blind River
0: on Blind uh-huh. River okay yeah that's right um, so, yeah, I mean, so your interpretation, uh, your dad was a, a deer hunter for the most part, correct?
1: Yeah, I mean, he pretty much hunted everything. Rabbit, coon, squirrels, dove.
0: And, and back in that day, Maripal Swamp, that was the heyday of duck hunting in Maripal Swamp.
1: Right. I, I remember duck hunting a little bit. He didn't continue that for a long time. But I do remember him having the bands, uh... Some of the ducks were banded yeah, at some yeah. point. I remember him keeping
0: those. Yeah, he actually passed down a set of duck calls to me with some of the old fox cane calls and um, several different fox calls, some old ones. And, and he told me stories of how he said, you would walk more Paul swamp to hunt. And he said, the green heads were so thick in the swamp that he said, you, all you saw was green inside the cypress trees. He said, in the bottoms, And he said, it, it was just, there was that many malice. And, and those of you who are familiar with uh, Stugdunk, Arkansas, and areas like that, it was very similar to that back then. It was flooded timber hunts uh, loaded with ducks. But sent, over the years, that started to decline. And now, uh, unfortunately, it's it's declined to where it's hardly nothing at all. Uh, the duck hunt is not very good. Salvania's clogged up a lot of the holes. And it, it's just, unfortunately, it took a downward spot. I really wish they could get that to come back because we have a we have a camp, like she mentioned out there, and that's a phenomenal place. Uh, could be a phenomenal place and magical again. But, you know, um, you know, like I said, I think going back, um, there's, uh, women have a different take on it. Um, when, when you discovered I was a hunter and, and we started dating and hanging out, was that something that ever crossed your mind as far as, you know, oh, I don't wanna be dating a guy like that or eventually possibly marry a guy like that?
1: No, I mean, I thought it was good because I thought that you would fit in well with my family. I guess you don't think about it when you first start dating someone, how it affects you once you're married and once you have kids and um, how it could affect uh, holidays and just important events in your life that occur during hunting season. So, uh, you know. No,
0: not at first. Not at first. Okay. So six fast forward, 16 years down the road. What do you expect when hunting season comes around? Well, or what, let me ask you this: What do you think most women, if they're dating a guy who's a big time hunter uh, or married to a guy, what do you? When you hear hunting season's coming around, what's what's your thoughts? What's your honest thoughts? And let's be honest about it. Um. Or should I ask? Well. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we do this. We keep it real on the Last Stop Water for Outdoors podcast.
1: Well, I think it depends on where you are in your relationship. Um, if you're just starting That's a good point. to date a guy who's a hunter, um, it's very frustrating because, you know, when you first start dating someone, you want to spend a lot of time with them. And so um, you feel like hunting is more important than you are when they go hunting like every single weekend or like they go hunting and, you know, they spend nights hunting and you just want to go out to dinner or whatever you know
0: yeah yeah. but then um and I you know I remember that's a very good point I think for a lot of young uh people who are dating somebody who's a big outdoorsman or or you know getting into a relationship with them I remember that used to be probably one of our biggest knockdown fights when we were dating you know I wanted to go 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 to the camp I wanted to you know go on these trips and yeah, I, you know, looking back at it now, I can understand the woman's perspective of it, saying, "Hey, you know, I, I, you know, I want you to do that." I think, I think, like in my situation, you wanted me to do that type of stuff, but you know, I, I think I didn't realize that at the point at that time. But I think, I think there is some ladies out there who may not. What's your opinion on that?
1: Well, I think you have to know what you're getting into, and there are certain women who are not gonna. They just. They want their significant other to be around all the time, and so if that's what you expect, then you should not marry a hunter because they will not be there during hunting season every weekend. It doesn't matter whose birthday it is or uh, you know whose wedding is
0: coming up. First of all, you should never have a wedding during hunting and <laughs> LSU football season. Uh, most of you guys can agree with me. The bridal
1: shower is during... Uh,
0: well, no, that was a football game, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Case in point, I guess, on that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I mean, yeah, you know, if I could give any advice from the guys' perspective... You want to know what you're getting into ahead of time, but guys, look. Let's be honest. You know, you don't want to abuse the relationship as well either, because you know, if you have any kind of uh, plans to carry it forward in the future, it may not be the best thing to you know start you know out the gate. You know, going every weekend for you know not missing a single weekend. I know we we say we want to hunt every weekend, and you want to be out there every weekend, but you know, there's another side if you're in a relationship to where you got to make it fair for both sides. So if you're a young couple out there. I would say definitely you got to make it, you know, a, a give-take relationship uh, and, and kind of spread the love on that. So, you know, that's something that, that is probably very important to both sides for sure. Uh, so what I did is I actually came across this article. Like I said, I started looking into this. It kind of got me more interested in everything as far as getting a woman's perspective on it. And uh, I came across an article on the internet. It was It was written, I think it's wideopenspaces.com. That actually had an article written by, oh, it was either a woman or a man. I wasn't real sure at the time. But the, it was the top 10 reasons why you should never marry a hunter. So when I read that title, what would you think uh, from that title? A woman's perspective or a man's perspective? Uh,
1: probably a woman's,
0: I would guess. Yeah, and, that, and that's exactly what I thought on it. So what I'd like to do is a little. I'd like to read the top 10 reasons according to this article. You should never marry a hunter, and I want to get your take on each one of these points. if that's cool with you. All right. Okay, so the number one reason you should never marry a hunter, according to this article that we came across, it's titled, Chores No More. So, chores no more. What's your thought? I'm hunting season rolls around. Chores.
1: So, all the honeydew list is put on hold until whenever hunting season ends. Is that what you mean? Yes. Those chores or daily tours? Yes. Because you're gonna have a lot more clothes to wash when they show up on Sunday evening with their big bag of dirty clothes <laughs> from the camp. That stinks to high heaven.
0: Okay, so number one in this article it says, year round your future spouse may be great helping out with chores. He helps with the dishes, the trash, mowing the lawn and even some laundry. Unless that is of course during hunting season. As hunting season comes into full term, you will notice that many things being put more and more on the back burner. Laundry, especially what you bring up, and the washer and dryer now has become hunting clothes only, and your favorite lavender-scented detergent has gone missing to ensure it does not get used and in and around hunting clothes. Mm-hmm. True statement? Yeah. Okay. Not a big deer hunter personally, but guys in our group are deer hunters, so not so much with the lavender-scented, but you would agree. Number one is one reason not to marry a hunter then.
1: Yes, well, it depends on how much you expect your husbands to, do. <laughs> as far as George, I'm just, you know.
0: Yeah, definitely. Okay, so number two on the list, no more beauty sleep. And I know this is personal with you, because when I leave, you're like, I can't go back to sleep. That's right. And that is one of her biggest pet peeves. She says, when I leave, she can't go back to sleep. So number two goes on to talk about sleep and no more beauty sleep. So you work Monday through Friday, nine to five job. You look forward to your weekend as soon as you punch the, or as soon as you punch in on Monday morning. So does your hunter or spouse. Saturday morning comes and you are tucked away on that fifth hour of your eight or ten hour sleeping. I don't know what the hell they're talking about there with kids. You don't have that.
1: No.
0: <laughs> like our sleeping schedule. When the alarm clock goes off, it's Saturday morning and you are now awake at 4.30 a.m. and cannot fall back to sleep. To top it off, you live in a state where hunting on Sunday is legal, which in Louisiana we are legal on Sundays. Guess what? It's only open a weekend of hunting season. You have at least two or or more months to go. So what's your thoughts on that as far as the sleep patterns?
1: Well, it is true. I can't fall back to sleep after you leave. Or if you're going for the weekend, I can't sleep because... You know,
0: so you think that's an issue, problem with most couples out there, hunting? I don't season? know.
1: I guess it depends on if you're a light sleeper. If you're someone who can sleep through your husband through a anymore, hurricane, then that might not bother you. But so, I'm a
0: light sleeper, so. So what? Okay, so I leave. If I leave at three in the morning to make a hunt trip, you just, what's the problem with falling back asleep an hour or two later? Is it a security thing, or? Well, well it's
1: both. It takes me an hour to fall back to sleep. And then every little noise you hear, you know, you're Something worried about. Something spooking, it, spooking yeah. you?
0: Yeah. Because granted, folks, the, we have a, a alarm system. The house is on triple lockdown. We, we got this thing locked down like the Pentagon. So I, it's just, I, I, that's why we ask the, the hard questions right now. That's what we're getting at. So number three, you lose your shared space.
1: Does that mean all the crap you have everywhere? Well, I think,
0: yeah, the crap you have everywhere... Plus, maybe you shared space in the bed. As far as, as far as far you know, you some people like to cuddle. Some people like to sleep real close together. You know, that type of deal. You are a big cuddler. So, you, do you lose your share space?
1: You know
0: I'm not a cuddler. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I don't know so what you're <laughs> talking about. You had a shoe, purse, and coat collection in the closet. He has his work boots, his favorite coat, and his running shoes. So this is geared, I think, more towards the clothes side of it, uh, closet space. Those are what most would call the recyclables. Hunting gear, however, is non-recyclable. As he buys the newest training hunting boots this year, he also needed that new orange and camouflage reversible parker. yes, duck hunting gear, which he will hang up next to his other two parkas or jackets. He has a set of new chest waiters that will go next to the hip waiters. So they're talking about closet space in this yeah, particular office. It's all article.
1: the st- extra stuff bought, that you have to find room to store. Yes.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I do a, wouldn't you agree? I do a pretty good job of keeping my stuff separate, I would say. I'm one of those, I'm pretty OCD with that stuff. Yeah. So I, I keep my hunting clothes kind of, I have its own place. It's all separate. I don't ever have to share with you in a closet, but some households may have to do that. And that's probably pretty tough for the, for yeah, the lady I it in the relationship. How much space you have for all
1: that? You know, yeah. you have the shed and the boat
0: and the shed. Yeah, yeah, I could imagine. You know, well, yeah, I mean, if you're a true outdoorsman, chances are you have your space set aside, um, or you could create some space to set aside and, and kind of have that stuff stored. So I, I don't know, you know, lose your shared space if that's a reason not to have marry a hunter. Um, but hey, that, that's number three on the list. So moving on to number four, I worked overtime to pay for it. Okay, so any extra income your hunter spouse will make will go towards hunting obsessions.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay, you quick
1: on that. And they will sell other items to purchase new items. <laughs> not, not to pay off a bill, it will be purchase another hunting or fishing item. Really? Yes.
0: Yeah, I've been guilty of that, that's for sure. I understand that. But hey, that's a way that you could do that stuff without having to come out of budget for anything else. That's that's my take on that. I Hopefully know. some of you can back me up on that type of stuff. But it, it goes on to say, trust me on this one. The gun he has been waiting on and considering is done because they call for an overnight snowstorm and he has he was out plowing all night with no sleep. He deserves it. Uh, some guys I guess will make excuses like that kind of set it up I'm not typically one of those type of people but you know there is some some of my buddies out there that are probably like that sure he hasn't taken you out to dinner in a couple of weeks or to catch a new movie I mean let's be honest you can save money by cooking from home and getting that movie on Netflix when it comes out (laughs) what's your thoughts on that on what now? On uh, it's him spending money on other like hunting clothes or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Instead of spending that money on taking you out or something else like that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it's very expensive to be a hunter, so I don't know. You know. I would agree. I mean, it doesn't. The whole eating out thing. I mean, it does. We don't really eat out you got, when you when you have children. You not really you don't really do that stuff too much anymore. But um.
0: At least so they get a little bit older. Yeah,
1: but. Yeah, it's very expensive.
0: Yeah, And, and I agree with that one. I think that's a pretty good one there. I would have to say I agree with that one. So number five, the next on the list is he shares pictures of his deer or kills, not his family. The next time you see him standing in a circle with his buddies and you think to yourself, oh, they are all sharing pictures of us from our wedding, or maybe they are sharing pictures of our newborn. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but he isn't. No, his new trail cam he just bought with his overtime money last week has been active, has been overactive, and his new feeder, and he has tons of new shooter bucks this year on his hit list he is bringing and bragging about.
1: No, you're pretty, I mean, you, well, you post a lot of pictures of everything, so.
0: Well, social, what what now with social media, there's so much out there. Everybody's always on social media, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Right. So, I and my, my take on that is I like to keep a lot of personal stuff, like with the family, like birthdays. And we're not the type that we jump on and we're like, oh, shy baby, you know, this and that. And, you know, we did, I went to the grocery store today. Oh, no. We're not like that. Well,
1: you do like to put
0: post all those cooking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking pictures is different, though. I mean, you know, with, with doing this and the freelance, you know, deal with Last Stop Water for Outdoors, that's a big part of our heritage. And, and you know, The cooking, what's Louisiana known for? Cooking. Right. Our heritage is cooking. All the way back from the Cajuns, you know, all through the generations, cooking, where I grew up at, was a big part of it. So, a lot of people are interested in that heritage, in my opinion, and, you know, there's a reason that they're attracted to that Cajun heritage and Cajun cooking. Mm -hmm. And by us having a platform like, you know, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors, we want to share that tradition with other people who may not be familiar with it. And even the, the ones that are from, our followers and our friends and people that are listening to the podcast that are from Louisiana, they are interested because everybody has a different take or a different recipe. Even though it's jambalaya or a gumbo or whatever it is, everybody may have a different twist on it. And it, it, me, as someone who loves to cook, likes to see that type of stuff. So yeah, we, we post a lot of that. We bring a lot of that to our page also. Uh, to our our social media pages. Um, We'll probably do a a podcast coming up in the future on on Cajun cooking, some of the stuff we do at the camp that we cook. Um, But, yeah, we do. But, you know, I think think there's a, 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 you know, going back to the topic that they're discussing in this article, I think there's a, a line between private and what's public on social media. You know, wouldn't you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean... There are some things
0: you shouldn't post, but... Yeah. yeah. And, and and what we're talking about here, being outdoorsmen, is posting pictures over, you know, maybe pictures of our family. Chances are, if we're a, a, a group of guys or we're at the camp, yeah, we are discussing, you know, um, you know trail cam photos or whatever it is, photos of our kill. So, that's something I could definitely see. But, to you know, to say that, oh, that overtakes uh, the family, I think in most cases, many hunters would disagree with that. Wouldn't yes. you think? Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Um, so moving on to number six, you will no longer have any freezer space anymore. Okay. So this should be a good thing or a bad thing. And also depends on if he is a successful hunter or not. On successful years, someone who takes and harvests several deer each year will no longer offer any room in your freezer. You wanted to get Weight Watchers ice cream bars. Question. That's a question they're asking. Now, with a venison ham roast and two tenderloins tucked into the bottom freezer drawer under the ground uh, ground venison also lies. Looks like you were going to have to settle for chips and fruit again.
1: Well if you're not married you can go ahead and get a chest freezer or stand up freezer for one of your wedding gifts
0: Definitely one. At Um, least one.
1: And That's a good idea I learned this the hard way. That is a good idea you need to have an outdoor refrigerator separate from your indoor refrigerator because you will have things with heads and eyes looking at you <laughs> in your refrigerator like a duck or a squirrel looking at next you. to your butter. It's so gross. It's hair on it still.
0: Is so. that is that one of your biggest pet peeves whenever we were married? I'd come home and well, say. When we first happened. got
1: married, we only had one refrigerator, and so then you would have to say, Well, If I don't put it in the refrigerator, it's not gonna be good. And
0: but you gotta protect it. So that's one of those things that grosses you out. Outdoor refrigerator. And she's right. I hundred percent agree. If you're if you're getting married and you're marrying an outdoorsman, and y'all know this going in, a free and a chest freezer. Start out with a simple chest chest freezer. It's it's that's a great idea for a wedding gift to ask for because trust me, you're gonna need it. If you're if you're somebody. Who's deer hunting, duck hunting, squirrel hunting, whatever it is, fishing, alligator hunting, frogging. Trust me, any outdoorsman living in Louisiana that's in the outdoors and, and does multiple things in the outdoors has at least two freezers, if not more than that, I would say. So that, that's really good advice because you will lose. If you have one, you're gonna struggle, right? Yes. Yeah. If you grow stop by blood, grow stop by hair, fur, scales, whatever it is, ladies get you an uh, outside refrigerator that goes in the garage, on a back porch, in an outdoor shed, an old caban like the, our, our, our cousins used to say in our in-laws, go put that in the caban, shy they say, and that's just a French word for shed, so yeah, I definitely recommend that, that's number six, is probably one of the better ones on the list I've seen, so yes, that, that is pretty good, so number seven is vacations will never be the same, So you work hard year round, you took on a promotion to help pay for your wedding, which forces you to now work 12 hour days instead of the regular eight. You need and want a vacation. You are thinking somewhere south, where there's a beach and lots of fun. How about Key West? That is almost exactly how my fiance decided on our vacation destination this past March. Little did I know, there was a hog hunting outfitter just a few hours short from where our plane. Landed in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You guessed it. I packed my hunting boots, pants, long sleeves, face masks, and a bow to fly to them to the very warm sunshine state for her and our vacation. I did say fiancé, so I hope she doesn't read this before. So this is actually a man writing this article, Hmm. is what you're seeing out of this. Right. So that's pretty interesting. So vacation time and hunting season. Like I said, LSU football season. Hunting season. Typically, we we don't take vacations during that time of year for sure, no, right? We
1: don't really go on vacation? Well, no, we don't. We, we take
0: don't. we take at least one a year during the summer,
1: so we don't really have that issue. If yeah. You're, if you're big vacation people though, and you like to go skiing or anything during the winter. yeah yeah, that could be an issue.
0: Yeah, that could definitely be an issue. So. You know, if, you, uh, if you're dating an outdoorsman who's got limited time on vacation, hell, that, that's going to be a tough one. I could see some fights coming out of that one, you know, between opening weekend or a Disney vacation or a ski vacation, you know. So a true outdoorsman is not going to want to, ladies, if you listen to this, a true outdoorsman typically is not going to want to take any kind of vacation whatsoever during hunting season or what runs parallel to hunting season is football season. And here in Louisiana, LSU football, Saints football—that's a big ordeal. You know, we we used to always joke, never get married during a football weekend home game. So that's something that we uh, that you know—it's that, always been known. It's just a, a, a no-no. Don't do it. Uh, okay, number nine. This one, this one's funny looking to me. He's no Charlie Poof. Do you know who Charlie poof is? Yes. Who is Charlie poof Tell 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 everybody listening.
1: Is he a singer?
0: I, yeah, I think he is. I'm asking you.
1: Well, that's all I know. That's Charlie like,
0: Puth is a singer, I right? Think so. Okay, I, th- I thought he was too. So this is what it goes on to say: It says, "If you don't know who Charlie Puth is, it's okay. Let me explain. I'm only one call away. You know that hit song that is constantly on the radio? I, I, I do think I know that song. That was a while back. It was out. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: That one. Yeah,
0: yeah. American Idol. American Idol, right here, maybe a voice. I don't know. Something, huh? Keep no, going. keep going. Okay. Well, okay. So what they're saying, I'm not going to read this whole paragraph. It's a little long, but what they're saying is, when you need to reach your your man, who's a big hunter, fisherman, outdoorsman, mm-hmm. good luck. You're not going to get him on the phone. Well, what's your I take think on? We're that?
1: different from everybody else because we were talking about this the other day. We were actually. <laughs> I do about not this. call you when you're hunting like other people's wives do. So. We wouldn't know we had. I'm not attempting to call you unless the house is burning down while you're hunting. So uh, I don't know. It's not an issue for us. Not an issue for
0: us. I have to say we were laughing at this. That I said I go to the camp and I have my buddies that they get two or three calls, you know, in an hour to talk about hey what you doing, and then most of the time I see them they end up fighting with each other. because, <laughs> he's trying to get off the phone, and she's trying to keep him on the phone, and then 10 minutes later, they call, and they lovey Dummy and what you doing? Well, hell, yeah, fuck, I'm doing what I was doing 10 minutes ago. That's what I'm doing. I'm sitting by the campfire drinking some fucking whiskey, or, you know, we, uh, we're we playing cards, or we're packing our bags for the next day. Uh, and I have to say, you have never been like, sometimes a word has been like, I don't know if you... If you if you weren't, I get shot or killed. <laughs> so so, and I, my friends are like, "Man, you still married?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm married." Uh, but I take it as it's a trust thing. I think I think that has a lot to do with it. 60 years of marriage. We dated several years before that. We kind of know where we are now. We we trust each other. I don't think we have to check on each other. If we get a phone call, you know. And, we're not gonna go two or three days without talking to each other while we're at the camp or on a trip, hunt somewhere. But you know, if it goes a long period of time, we we kind of know. Um, but if if it's multiple phone calls in a day, I'm probably worried if you call me that much because something's up, right. you know, either the kids are sick or mm-hmm. you're aggravated about to slap their heads off their shoulders or something. But now now the boys are getting older, so they're with me, you know, for the most part. Um, and you're gonna mom's gonna have a lot of a lot of free time. But you know, I, I don't think. That part of the list of the, you know, why not to marry hunter is so important. You know, if it's an emergency, a guy's going to answer you back. Uh, or if you're a girl huntress, you know, you probably the same way. If you're in the woods, you're not going to answer. And then, you know, being in the woods, we don't get reception sometimes. That's a big part of it, too. don't
1: well, thank you. Pretend like you don't get reception. Not you, but some people. Well, well some people's wives do call them every 10 minutes, and
0: that's Do you think annoying. that's annoying yes, from a hunter's perspective? think that's annoying. Do you? Yes. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Well, I I love you for that. Mm -hmm. You've been great about it. I really, you really have been. Okay. So number 10, the final one on the list, your budget will include taxidermy. You know what taxidermy is? Yes. Okay. House decorations are as important. We've had this discussion. This is not an issue in my house. House decorations are as important for him as they are to you. So he may not be a qualified interior designer, but he knows for sure the stuffed shoulder mount version of his favorite buck on trail camera would look great next to the mantle. And okay, he lets you have an opinion and what it goes on to say. So basically it goes on and on and on. This this last one they they featured. So taxidermy in the house.
1: No, and we had two deer above our mantle for my whole childhood. I can't even believe my mom let my dad hang that in the living room. But eventually, it got kicked out to the garage. In my house, hell no. You are not putting anything that used to be alive hanging on the wall. That can go in the garage, the shed, at the camp. No. That depends on your taste. Some women like to hang that kind of stuff up in their house. I don't.
0: You don't. Never have don't guys won't allow me to put the taxidermy in the house no that's one of the things I'm not gonna fight her on she's great in other areas you know so about about the whole hunting situation so I, I can understand that I respect it it must be something with the animals around you in the house dead the, the freezer the ice ice chest ice box don't know. you don't it's like them looking not at that's you tacky.
1: that's not good taste just put that in your house
0: well I mean but like you said you can't say that's not good taste that's a put preference that, you put thing. That in your can- well, that's that's you. That's your preference. Wow. You sound a little snobby when you say that. Wow. You know, that's a that's a that's a preference thing, wouldn't you agree on that? Mm-hmm. Some people some people may may have an outdoor theme. They may have a log cabin home. They're big outdoorsmen. She may hunt. He may hunt.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. If that's what you're, if you're into that, and that's your theme of your house, then yeah, that's great. But most pe- most women, that's.
0: It's not a it's yeah. not a girly woman thing. I like I tell her I say what happened to you, you used to be outdoors. I said now you all yuppie and stuff. So and she always laughs and says no I'm not I'm, I'm country. So I I get it you don't like taxidermy hanging in the house. So but that's the top ten reasons according to this article that we came across of why not to marry a hunter. So after we discuss all of those, what's your take on that? You think this list is an accurate list?
1: I do. Okay. Some of it. I think it covers most of the things you should think about before you marry a hunter, for sure. Yeah. Or even date a hunter. So. Let me just say this though, before okay. you talk. Go ahead. It's not going to going to change. Good point. Okay. So, do not think that after y'all get married, he's gonna stop doing any
0: of that. It's he's not. You're not gonna change that. Nope. It's in it's in it's in our blood. Right. And that's the truth, you know? I, I don't think that'll ever change until the guy or the woman who hunts is, is ready to change that and, and just gives it up.
1: And I'm not know? saying you need to change or to try to change. You know, I like well, no, that the boys go not. hunting and all that. Yeah. It's just, you know, whenever you do have children that, you know, it's a lot to handle when you're having to do it by yourself. If your husband's off hunting for that weekend. You got a sick baby or whatever, you know. Yeah, so it's be It's just more involved when you're married and have kids.
0: Yeah, it is, definitely. I mean, and, and you know, in today's <laughs> world with the technology we got out there nowadays, it's great if you could get your kids out, out in the outdoors. Because, trust me, from what I see from my experience is most kids who don't hunt or fish have never been brought hunting or fishing. Um, you know, I, I've seen kids, I've, I've taken, you know, small kids fishing, um, we've worked events where we take the kids fishing, hunting, and just about every kid that we've ever done that to that was exposed to it, they they were hooked after that. It's something that they wanted to do again, um, and you know with the, the the electronics and the technology that we have outdoors now. I mean, in the world today, out, getting them outdoors is something that that we feel is very important. That's a big part of why we have this you know this particular show, um, while. Kind of like you know that's that's the whole reasoning behind Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. We did this to share our passion with others, get them involved, and, and I think that's a big part. You always hear us talk about getting kids involved in it. I know I know Jackson and Hudson, and our two boys. They they are ate up with it right now. Jackson especially, he's ten years old and he's ate up with it. I mean, you can you can <coughs> see this year a change in him for sure. You know. Yeah,
1: and he just went deer hunting with my
0: dad. Yeah, Jackson. Those of y'all who listen to us weekly, Jackson. Went this week. He got him a, uh, he got him a dope. Um, so, he went on a duck hunt with his grandfather and his dad. A deer and, and, I'm sorry, a deer hunt. A deer. Uh, not duck season yet, so <laughs> I don't want to throw that out there. But he went on a deer hunt. They have a lease in uh, up around Albany in that area toward the Florida parishes. And uh, now, Jackson, let me paint this picture. Jackson has been on, what, five deer hunts, I think, since the three, last couple of years? No, I think three. No, no, five. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Five, five hunts he's been on. And he has killed three deer in five hunts. Yeah, it's pretty good. So Jackson's Jackson's got a pretty good batting average right now. Yeah. He don't know how good he has it actually. For those of you who hunt, you could probably you know understand where I'm coming from there. The kid has been on five hunts. He's killed three deer. He thinks this is easy. So he actually went Saturday, missed one. Um, he shot a little low. He was shooting a 243 in a box out of a box stand. Had him come into the in food flush took a shot on one, and didn't draw any blood uh, from what his his grandpa told us. He uh, he just gave her a good haircut from what we understand, had a lot of hair on the ground. And I think that kind of lit a fire up under his ass, if I have to be honest. Uh, I, he, he came back home and he wasn't supposed to deer hunt on Sunday, and he came back, he said, Dad, I missed today, he said, but I'm going back, I'm gonna get it tomorrow. And sure enough, I'll be damned, he went home and he uh, he, he got to bed early. And went out Sunday, and he, he knocked him one down. So he put some brown on the ground on Sunday. So I tell you, Jackson, once a year, he, he gets us a deer, and he provides us some, some meat for the freezer. Huh? He does, yeah. He does. He's contributing for sure. So that's awesome. It's a sense of accomplishment for him. Uh, I think he thinks it's easier than what it really is. But, yeah. you know, how awesome for a 10-year-old to have three deer in, you know, three years. He's been doing it for three years. He goes once a year, basically. So pretty awesome. Uh, But, you know, getting back to this whole thing about the marriage and being married to a hunter and an outdoorsman, I put my little list of advice. Oh, I I cannot
1: wait to
0: hear this. It's just some some highlights if I could give this advice to all the ladies out there. So I think, you know, tip number one, if I could tell you, is, is start before marriage. Discuss everything we talked about tonight in this show before marriage. If you're thinking about this is, hey, this is the guy. He's my Romeo. He's my guy. I'm going to marry. I-, I want him to have my baby. And so on and so forth. <laughs> that's This is stuff. Start Have these talks before marriage for sure. You short. want him
1: to have my baby. You mean what? I want to have his baby. I want to have I was have
0: talking as a woman. I
1: want to have his baby. Oh, you were being the woman. Okay. I was
0: being a woman oh, okay. on that one. So that's my best woman. All right. I can give you. Number two. Number two. Scheduled date night during hunting season. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I did. I, that's 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 good advice, brother. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good substance, brother. Mm-hmm. Number three: plan trips ahead. Avoid last-minute decisions. Once mm-hmm. again, I think that's genius. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. If, if, if would you rather know ahead of time? Hey, I'm going on this trip. Which I do a pretty good job about that. I tell you kind of ahead of time. Right. Or would you rather be blindsided? Oh, by the way, I'm leaving tomorrow and I'm going on a week trip to go hunt.
1: No, I mean I'd rather know ahead of time. But th- just because you say it months ahead does not mean that oh, nothing yeah. else will be going on that weekend.
0: Well, yeah, but hey, if I tell you it's locked in no, stone at ho-ho-ho-ho. that point, that's, I think no. that's the way most of us think. No, most of us—that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. We're 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 asking, but we're kind of I telling know
1: what you. You're
0: saying you don't have we're to. We're setting in, in stone. We're, we're, we're,
1: we're you putting out feelers? I know what you. Well,
0: we put the feelers out before we get to that point. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're kind of putting it on the calendar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're requesting vacation time. All right, go. That's where me. we're going with that. Be home when you say so. That's something that I... I if you're going to commit to a time, be home. Well, you won't the commit
1: to a time.
0: Exactly. I know. Exactly. Because when you commit so to a time... You're not even using your tip. Well, I'm just saying if you if you do commit to a time, stay on time. I think that's important, you know yeah if you if you have to commit to a time and you say, hey, baby, I'm gonna be back at this time, get back at that time. That's what I'm saying. That's my advice on that. my, my the way I look at it is <coughs> if you cannot commit to a time because hey we may get out of the woods, we go home, go to the camp cook a little bit of breakfast, you we get might stuck go, in traffic for two hours. Get, if you're in Baton Rouge, you get stuck in traffic for two hours uh, or hey get out of the woods, eat a little breakfast, we're gonna go check the trail camps. You know, see if we got some. to go hang a stand. And there's nothing worse than have, being on a time schedule on an off day when you get one or two days off a week and you have to rush to do that stuff. It's an outdoorsman. Hunt season only comes around a certain time of the year. You try to dedicate what you can to it. But if you're on a time schedule, most guys would agree that, that that's a that's a crunch. That's something that we don't like typically. But there's, there are circumstances you have to. You know adjusting and understanding that uh let's see jacob's advice forget other hobbies i think that's important
1: i don't know what you mean by that. okay
0: so if you're a big golfer if you uh you know if you have other hobbies okay. during hunt season forget about that you can't you, you know my advice on that is it's hard to play golf go fishing go hunting uh set out you know go duck hunting do all that it, you know, you can't, have, you can't have family life or time alone with your spouse if you have due boarded one, two, three hobbies, you know, during hunt season. So if you're going to have a spouse and you're going to be dating in a relationship or you're going to be married to somebody, you, you know, you don't want me to get back from hunting and be like, hey, I'm headed to the golf course. I'm going to play golf. Right. So,
1: Well, you wouldn't be married to me well, if you did
0: that. But. <laughs> well, I don't think most of us would be married <laughs> if that was the case. So, you know, what I'm saying there is commit to one thing during hunt season and stick with that. The other hobbies, wait till after hunt season. That, that yeah. would be my advice on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad weather, bad mood, don't go. And, and what I mean by that is like, hey, if it's absolutely pouring and it's not a, it's not a good day overall to make a hunt or something like that, maybe you don't have to go that day, you know? Maybe staying home and, and, and having a date night like we talked about or doing something like that would be, you know, be, you know beneficial, definitely beneficial for the relationship. But also uh, it just shows, hey, I'm not 100% dedicated to, to hunting every day. I got to go if I'm going to go sit at the camp and not hunt because it's pouring down rain. So I, I think I think that's that's something every now and then you can pull the reins back and maybe not I mean, go for a day or so, you know, uh, include her and invite her to go. You, no, i'm not interested not interested but you, you you're you not maybe the whole you know the vast majority some people may want to go yeah i no, think that's important want to go. yeah
1: it's too cold for
0: me well the cold gets you and hunt season unfortunately is in the fall season yeah. for most most of what we do so yeah i can definitely understand that. and i understand i respect that i actually would love you to come on some hunts i'd love to bring you on a duck hunt or i'd rather a, go fishing she does, and she fishes, and that, I, I do love that. So he, it's not that you don't like the outdoors portion of it; it's just the weather more than thing that affects you. That's but, right. But and then, you, listen,
1: I'm just make you miserable if I'm cold. So yeah,
0: yeah. And I know guys that have said, "Hey, I'll bring her when it's cold and make her miserable, so she don't ever come again." Uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe that strategy works for them, but I don't, I don't personally believe that. It, I'm not into making you miserable for it. But hey, if you have a, a wife or a girlfriend who's out there and she's interested in outdoors. Hell, bring her. You'll probably have a great time. Who knows? You might, you might even have some really good time if you bring her along and you're in the box stand. Oh, or, my.
1: You yeah. are not going there. Stop.
0: <laughs> hey, that's, that's human. Hey, While you freezing, ha- freezing your ass off. It happens. It happens. You might have a good, a really good time. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, invite her to go. Uh, get, leave it up to her. At least she'll feel like she's included. That, that'd be my, my thing. And then number eight, we kind of already touched on this, but take take the kids with you. Give her time to herself. I think that's important, too, you know? So, like, us with ours, we have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old, so they're pretty much in the woods with me. Jackson, I mean, Hudson's at that age, 5 years old. We're starting to take him this year. We just took him on his first trip in the, in the actual woods hunting with me. So, I think that's something that's pretty important. And, and at the same time, it's giving you time to yourself to kind of get away from the everyday, you know, struggle. What you think on that, you know?
1: Well, you know, I mean, think about how many women... If women took off every weekend, like y'all go hunting, I mean, you can't even compare. So, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Think about it, if Every weekend I went, I've been going shopping for two days. Yeah. You know, see you on Monday or whatever. Yeah. But, so. but
0: I think this is more like giving you time to enjoy time to yourself now since we go and the boys come with us. Yeah do yeah. not do you like that yeah. time or is it more of like an empty nest type feeling
1: no it's not an empty nest feeling not
0: an empty nest feeling they say that changes as you get older I'm though.
1: sure it does but yeah. well, that's with anything you know when the kids get older and they move out of the house and all that
0: yep yeah. Yeah. so okay well I think we covered a lot of good topics don't you I do. We we are. Are we certified advice givers now for for this topic? Nope. No, we are not. We're not Dr. Phil in it? No. No, not at all. Okay. Well, any any closing remarks you have on anything? Any other Uh, wise advice?
1: No, I think we covered everything.
0: Okay. I think we did a good job. Give me a high five. High five. Hell, go team rover. Mama's tired. Mama's tired. Mama's getting ready to go to bed. Well, look. Folks, this is Jacob with Last Stop Waterfowl. We want to thank y'all for tuning in to this week's show. Don't forget to listen to us. All our podcasts are streaming. Um, I'd like to thank this week's guest, my beautiful wife, Amy Robere, um, for joining us this week and giving us her take and a woman's uh, perspective on what it's like to be married to a hunter heading into the full swing of hunting season. So if y'all are fighting a good fight like we discussed here tonight, Maybe hopefully some of these tips will help y'all out and uh and, and you know get you through the season with a little less stress and a fewer a little less arguments in the household. So we want to thank y'all again. Thanks to our sponsors. Don't forget to stream us uh, Spotify. If you have Spotify, you don't have to pay for Spotify premium. You can go out there, you can stream our Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors app. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm. There's many, many more. And also, don't forget to visit us on our social media pages. We're on social media at Facebook, Last Stop Waterfowl Outdoors. We're on Instagram, and we are now up on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, look us up at Last Waterfowl um, or look for Last Stop. Search Last Stop Waterfowl and, and follow us on Twitter. We have some cool pictures and some comments on stuff on there that we like to make remarks on. So join us on social media and uh share this podcast we appreciate everybody who tunes in every week and listens until next week guys this is jacob robert with last stop waterfowl signing off y'all keep it safe in the woods and have a good time